Um, what's your favorite time of day? Night. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> you probably could have guessed that, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was Twilight. I'm not. I'm not a poet, so I don't care about Twilight. Okay. Fuck you. What? Fuck the poets. Oh, okay. All right. I wasn't taking that hard a stance, but yeah. Um. Uh, what? Well, okay. First off, what's your favorite time of day? Uh, and also, why'd you ask? Um, well, I asked because I was trying, I'm trying, I was trying to get into the, the spooky mood, Halloween mood, and I knew you would answer that question. Oh. <laughs> with, with night. <laughs> okay. I see. Um, and second, my favorite time of day is, um... I, I like both uh, sunset and sunrise. I like both. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty. I don't know that I've actually watched a sunrise or sunset, like, happen in front of me. Yeah, they happen actually pretty dang fast, like, once they're actually happening. Right. It's like, for like an hour or 30 minutes, it's like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Pay attention. Pay attention. And then once it's happening, it's like, ah, oh, you missed it. <laughs> and I'm gone. And it's over. And blink if you missed yeah. it. Yeah. That's such is the way. I'd, s- <laughs> I'd say that. I'm the like- sun. <laughs> I'm the sun. I'm the sun, everybody. Pay attention. Hey, I'm- look at me. Look at me, but don't look too close. Yeah, don't look too close. I'll fucking punch your eyes. I'll punch your eyes. I'm with, insecure. With my, uh, with my, with my rays. With my rays. Yeah, rays of sunshine. My name's Ray of Sunshine. <laughs> Breaking news. The sun is now talking <laughs> and it has a name, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and it's trying to get a credit card. Uh, I want to, I want to go to Sears. Is Sears still open? Um, I'm afraid you can't go to Sears, son, because you would literally obliterate, um, the planet I, if you move any I closer. I want pants! So. <laughs> what size? Extra, 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 extra large. Oof. Um. <laughs> I don't know where else to go <laughs> with this bit. <laughs> Although I will say one of my favorite things in the world is when people put sunglasses on the sun. Oh, it's great. It's so ironic. It's, yeah, it's such a it's such a reverent humor. The sun doesn't need sun doesn't that. Need sunglasses. It doesn't have eyes. It's like putting it's like it's like putting a a helmet on a bicycle. <laughs> it's like it's like giving an umbrella to 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 a waterfall. Okay, that one's a little better. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna think of one. Okay, more. give me give me one um, more. It's like uh, it's like um, you can do this. It's like putting um, it's like it's yeah. like putting um, it's like putting a scarf on a snowman. It doesn't need it. But but it's cute and fashionable, and maybe that's it's, what the sun cares cute. about. Maybe the sun wants to be cute and fun and fashionable, and maybe yeah, the, the, the bicycle maybe pants. the bicycle wants to be safe. You don't know. The bicycle's tired of. The bicycle's too tired. End of sentence. Uh, 
My cheeks hurt from laughing, but I'm also <laughs> really upset. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, This is... This unfortunately, all these jokes are so good and I'm so funny, but they don't have anything to do with scary spooky. I'm times. Jupiter um, and that's Amy. Oh my god, you remembered! Hey, my name's Amy. This is our podcast. <laughs> it's usually called Enchanting Aspects, but not this month. This month it's Cursed Aspects. This month is Cursed and Aspects. I, what? We don't hate. Well, usually we say we love you, except we never say that. Yeah, we don't um, say that. I don't want to. Like, I. <laughs> Like, I don't want to establish that sort of parasocial relationship with my audience, but also I do like the idea of establishing a parasocial relationship with the audience, but it's an antagonistic parasocial relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we just mutually hate each other. God. Uh, my fans suck. <laughs> my fans suck. Always liking my stuff and everything. Ugh. Ugh. Leave me alone. And then the fans are like, oh, God, I hate their content so much. Why do I even watch this shit? <laughs> uh, welcome to Cursed Aspects. Okay. Uh, where we c- <laughs> welcome to Cursed Where aspects. we curse your aspects. and We curse your aspects. And, and this episode, we're getting real spooky, probably. Because as, yeah, as probably. we do with every episode this month, probably. Um, The very first time. I got a burp. The very first time you burped was... Tell me the story of the very first time you burped. I was a fucking baby. I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I burped. I think the first time most of us burped is, like, fresh out the womb. Yeah. Yeah. I, I come busting out my mom and I just burp immediately and they say, well... Because don't the doctors pat your back so that you burp? I mean, I know mommies do that. I think the doctor does that also. I think I feel like they probably do that to make sure you don't have any like fluids right. left over in your Yeah, shirt. I think yeah. yeah, that makes I mean that makes less. I mean, guess what? Guess what motherfucker? It's air now. It's air for the rest of your life. Yeah. It was fluid for a That's... while, but it's air now. Get used to and it, I'm, asshole. And I'm never going to get used to it. That's why I take hour long baths every day. I miss the womb. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I regret the things I say out loud. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I was saying something. Oh, right. Yeah, I had a story. Oh, good. Um, so one of the first times I went trick-or-treating as a little baby child, I was very scared um, because I thought everything was real and there was one, like, house in the neighborhood that had, like, a witch at a table and like a glowing crystal ball and there i remember that there was like an entire crowd surrounding me and like i was too scared to go up so i was just like letting other kids go up and then eventually like a crowd was just like cheering for me like you can do it and so i walked up and the lady handed me candy and then everybody clapped (laughs) the end but i just remember like it's an everybody clapped story but real it's a, it was a real everybody clap story. I was like, yeah, four or five years old, and everybody clapped because I was brave enough to get candy <laughs> from Aww. a witch. And it felt so great. I Hell felt love yeah. and community and support. And uh, why doesn't that happen every time I eat candy? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Amy's eating candy! Yeah! <laughs> uh, yeah. That, 
there when I was a kid, uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, porch decorations that look like people. Uh, we've Ugh. we've got uh, one of our neighbors right now. I mean, f- honestly, for the most part, nobody's decorating for Halloween because this year nobody's trick or treating, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, a couple of people have decorated for Halloween, and uh, one uh, uh, the one of the houses next to us has a like mannequin dressed in a robe with a horse mask, Ooh. like okay. right by the door. It's 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 very neat. Um, but when I was a kid, uh, there was one time we were trick or treating, and uh, there was like a scarecrow sitting in a chair uh, next to uh, in one of the by one of the doors in the houses with the uh, with a bowl in the lap, and mm, I don't <laughs> trust like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like this isn't the most. Uh, like it's not exactly uncommon for uh for at least when I was a kid I don't know if people are still doing it but uh, when I was a kid it wasn't uncommon for people to just leave bowls of candy out on the door because they didn't want to deal with kids ringing the doorbell um yeah and like you know scarecrow whatever like like I mean I was kind of spooked but my sister grabbed a piece of candy and it was fine um uh but uh I went up. And grabbed a piece of candy, and then the scarecrow grabbed my arm. <laughs> oh no! 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 Because no, it no. was in fact a man. It was a yeah. man under there. Oof! And yeah, I- I've been to a couple houses like that. As in that shit, you don't trust anything that yeah. is human silhouetted at trick or treat time anymore. Yeah, I mean it's it's a great prank. It's a great prank. I, it's a great prank. Yeah. Stop doing it to little baby kids. I, I'm a little baby kid and you're scaring me. <laughs> I I love that he let my sister have a piece of candy first and didn't I do know, anything. just to prove like, hey, don't worry. I'm not real. Yeah. And then on me. Uh, yeah. Of course. Harsh. Harsh. Cruel. Yeah. Um, um yeah. How about how about we uh gallop on our headless horseman? Um No, hold on. <laughs> no. Pardon me. We're galloping on on the headless horseman. Not the headless horseman. Not the horse. The headless horseman just rides a horse, but we're but we're <laughs> fuck that. We're piggyback we're, riding we're, on the headless horseman who is on the horse. I, I do like the idea of piggyback riding because if you're piggyback riding on the headless horseman on the horse, it feels like that wasn't like that wasn't the headless horseman's decision. It feels like you <laughs> jumped on. But it'd be like a little Scooby Doo run and chase scene, right? And yeah, yeah. But if you if the headless horseman is giving you a piggyback ride on the ground, then the headless horseman is clearly into it. Yeah, but also just while he's on the horse, you know, there's a there's a problem is that you you know there's less there's less stuff to grip onto, uh, for for the rider. So the headless horseman's got to be you know really holding on tight. Yeah, well, it's his problem. It's not mine. Yeah, yeah, it's only your pro. It's only your job to go wee. <laughs> Anyways, I made up that sentence to transition to the start of the podcast. Yeah, and but I had as, to. I, as with all our transitions, they, they don't go smoothly. No, <laughs> we no have to tra- talk about that. No transition will go unexamined. 
I need to investigate every single one. Yep. Uh, All right, Jupiter. No segues are safe. (laughs) What's your Not even yours that you're trying to do right now. Yep. (sighs) Anyway, my thing. You want to know my thing? You you find me at the back of a bar. Uh, My thing. Uh, I haven't heard my thing in 400 years. That's right, I'm a ghost. Surprise. Uh, hey, so my thing, it you know, it's funny. You mentioned Scooby-Doo just a little bit ago. And Scooby-Doo is a, uh, uh, is a very spooky show just overall. I mean, it's, you know, it's comedy, but it's, you know, it's all about ghosts and monsters and... Most of the time they're not real, but sometimes they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there's even in the spooky, spooky world of Scooby-Doo, there are, you know, like you, you wouldn't call any of the Scooby gang goth. No. But but don't worry, because there are some goths in the world of Scooby-Doo. Oh, I know where you're going. And... uh. Three of the mm-hmm. most well-known uh-huh. Uh-huh. are the Hex Girls. The Hex Girls! The Hex Girls. I love the Hex Girls. Hell yeah. Did you know that when you Google the Hex Girls, if you go uh, like seven, seven links down, you will find an article from Pride.com saying... If uh, the headline of which is, if you love the Hex Girls growing up, you're probably queer now. <laughs> That's valid. Um, I don't, I don't know if I've ever actually seen the Hex Girls episode or movie or whatever it is. Oh my god! Oh no! The Hex Girls have appeared uh, throughout the uh, throughout the history of Scooby Doo. They're a they're a rare guest appearance. It's just like they're a band. That the Scooby Gang knows that sometimes because they're a spooky goth band, gets involved with spooky stuff, mm-hmm. and so they show up every now and again, and we get crossovers. They first appeared in Scooby Doo and the Witch's Ghost, which is where I first saw them, and is probably the best Scooby Doo movie. Oh fuck! Uh, I don't think I've seen that one. It's ex- it's very good. Um. It all, I mean, like every Scooby-Doo movie, it has problems, but it's very uh-huh. good. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot to go into with the Hex Girls. I keep, like, finding... Good. I keep finding things, and I'm like, oh, I'm excited to talk about this. So, uh, in Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, uh, they are introduced... They are a local goth band uh, in Oak Haven, Massachusetts. Oh! Uh, that is... Uh, there is like a witches festival in the town that is in very poor taste because it is celebrating the death of a uh, witch uh, who one of the main characters is related to, um, yeah. uh, which is a, a problem. But then also later, like, and and then it's this whole thing of like she wasn't a witch; she was just. Uh, she was just like, you know, a regular person. A woman? She was just like, well, they call her a Wiccan. I don't know. I haven't oh, watched okay. this movie in a while. I might need to re-examine it. But 
uh, but then it kind of takes a weird turn when it's revealed that, in fact, she was a witch. So I don't know exactly where that places <laughs> the town. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's it's not great any, uh, any way you slice it, really. It sort of seems like a bad situation all around and that the Hex Girls are the only in- innocent party. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so the Hex Girls are Thorn, Luna, and Dusk. Ooh! Extremely good. Uh, I will go ahead and send you an image of these three. This is not going to be a very image-reliant thing, but it is important. Oh! So, we've got uh, on the left, uh, with short little pigtails, uh, blonde hair, she has green lipstick. Uh, they all have black dresses, but they have different colored highlights, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, so it's a black dress uh, with a uh, a studded choker and an, a necklace, like a long necklace that's an X. Uh, and uh, that is Dusk. And then in the middle, with uh, long black hair... And a red vampire necklace, black dress, red sachet, uh, is... Uh, Jupiter. That's... <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to save my strong association with the Hex Girls until after <laughs> we talked about them a little more. I mean, but... it's so obvious. But I mean, okay. <laughs> anyway, that's Thorn. And then... Uh, in the uh on the right with sort of like a like a shaggy sort of afro uh red with hoop earrings and a uh i want to say it's like a pentagram necklace is luna oh yeah uh so it's my favorite i i mean i love all of them i think i've always loved luna the most but i do love all of them they're all extremely good and cool mm-hmm. um so the hex girls uh are a eco goth band so they're a goth band but also they recycle basically uh like uh, they're a a, a goth band but their songs are mostly about uh how good and cool the planet is oh wow that is cool yeah uh and they do have uh two songs uh in the movie uh they might have other songs in other uh appearances but these are the ones that i know the most there's hex girl and then there's earth wind fire and air (laughs) i wonder what that's a reference to wonder what that's a reference to um so this is something like that's kind of a bummer now that i'm looking at it uh is that luna is like clearly supposed to be a black woman mm-hmm. uh but in her in her first incarnation she is really like pretty heavily whitewashed especially in like uh like a like some like brighter lit scenes mm. um it's it's really a bummer At later incarnations do make clear that she is a black woman mm-hmm. um but it is sort of a bummer that her first incarnation is just like not is is ugh, yeah it's kind of a bummer yeah um but 
but overall, really cool, great movie. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Dusk is on the drums. Thorn is lead singer and electric guitarist, and she has a red vampire bat shaped Ooh. guitar. Fucking a! Yeah. And then Luna is on keyboards, and uh, Luna and and Dusk also provide backup vocals. Very cool. and. It's extremely good. I will go ahead and uh, before I talk about their other appearances, I will go ahead and uh, let's let's go ahead and listen to their sort of title song, Hex Girl. Okay. I'm gonna cast a spell on you. You're gonna do what I want you to. Mix it up here in my I love Thorne. Uh, I love her. Is cool, sexy vampire. So cool. So, hubba bubba. so obviously, uh, this rules. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, not that I would have admitted it at the time, but my like three first and strongest fictional crushes were. Midna from Twilight Princess. Ooh, yeah. Of course, Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess. Uh, Rouge from Sonic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a sexy bat. And the Hex Girls. (laughs) (laughs) That's valid. Uh, So, really, my future was determined long ago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, so the Hex Girls rule they're the first like like obviously their first appearance in this movie like they instantly became a fan favorite like how could they not yeah yeah so of course they appeared in other stuff as well uh they appeared in another movie scooby-doo legend of the vampire um which i have seen but i do not remember any of because it's not very memorable (laughs) it's because they cast a spell on you uh, sure. The movie is about the Scooby gang meeting up with the Hex Girls because the Yaoi Yahoo huh. is attacking the Vampire Rock Music Festival in Australia. Okay, that's a sentence. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so <laughs> there's a Great Rarier Beef Scuba Tour somewhere. I don't know. I don't remember this movie at all. So, on the Scooby-Doo fandom wiki, it sort of gives up on this, by the way. Um, uh-huh. Uh, so, in What's New Scooby-Doo, uh, for one episode in season two, they meet up with the Hex Girls. And this is the Hex Girls' first appearance in, like, a Scooby-Doo TV show, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, where they're in a, a spooky castle, and then they get attacked by a monster. What? That never happens in Scooby-Dooby. That never happens in Scooby-Dooby. Now, now, distressingly, there are... uh, So, there are two very tantalizing things that are here that are missing. There's there's a header for Scoob continuity, but it it just says, insert details here. Mm. And then, 
maybe most tantalizing of all, there's a, uh, in appearances, there's Scooby-Doo team up, insert details here, in parentheses, Crisis of Infinite Scoobies. What the fuck? I don't even know what that means. What does that even possibly mean? Um, and we will get to what that means in just a second. Uh, this page does uh, benefit from having a, dis- a discography for the Hex Girls. Now, I should mention, this is, and it says on the top, this article is about the standard continuity of the Hex Girls. For Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated Ar- Incarnation, see the Hex Girls Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. There's a whole separate continuity for Scooby-Doo. Um, oh, Scooby. Oh, Scooby. So their discography in the main <laughs> continuity. The main timeline. Uh-huh. Uh, which who's to say that these are even connected at all. Where Scrap- Scrappy-Doo is defeated in this timeline. Mm-hmm. There's Hex Girl, Earth, Wind, Fire, and Air, the two bangers. There's Then there's three other songs that have no they have broken links they don't go anywhere who do okay. voodoo uh, which is maybe a little appropriative uh yeah. and petrified bride which uh and might end up being a like gay anthem who knows <laughs> and then yeah. the, the number 5 what's new scooby doo <laughs> yeah why why not let them do a cover Wh- of why it? not uh, so we can go ahead and pop into the uh, the Mystery Incorporated uh, timeline for a second. Uh, I, do, I think they only appear in like one episode, maybe. This is a show that got two seasons and people really like it, um, uh, but they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'll finish it eventually and I'll give you my full synopsis. Uh, but I will show you uh, the image of the Hex Girls in the scooby-doo mystery incorporated art style and wow they look great yeah i i do love the the art style of that show like the, Ooh. like they they look fantastic like this is this they is great. do um good for them good for them good for them uh so yeah i i don't really know what uh what's going on with them there now if we go back to the main continuity for a second uh, if we go to the regular Wikipedia article for the Hex Girls, it actually, surprisingly, has more information. Hmm. Uh, for one, it has associated acts. Uh, they are apparently associated with the Medlin Kids. Is that a band? I mean, these are fictional bands. Uh, oh, the, Med- okay. the Medlin Kids was the the band that the Scooby gang created for themselves in Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. That's very cute. That's a very cute name for That them. is very cute. Uh, there's uh, Bad Omens. Two, two skinny dudes. Two skinny dudes. Two skinny dudes. And uh, the best one, Rude Boy and the Ska-tastics. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> Rude, Jesus. Rude boy and the Scottastics. Oh my God. Um, so the wiki page does answer the two holes that we had in our uh, in our timeline. Okay. Uh, for one, in Scoob, uh, they don't make an appearance, unfortunately. Uh, Damn it. But they do have a concert poster 
and a arcade pinball game uh, in a okay. arcade scene in the movie. I haven't seen Scoob. All right. Um, good enough, I good guess. Good enough, I guess. Uh, and, oh no! Oh my god, I didn't read this earlier. There was a potential spin-off TV series for the Hex Girls. Ooh! Uh, it, oh my goodness. It was being written by two men, unfortunately. Um, mm. uh, but it did not get made, and elements of the series were adopted into subsequent films featuring the characters. So, the one film, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and in 2019, they... Okay. In 2019, uh, one of the writers was just like, Hey, uh, the Me Too thi- uh, uh, thing is happening. That is... Uh, that means we should definitely make this show. Aww. Those don't feel like connected thoughts to me. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Uh, and also, again... Uh, just two men writing this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, maybe it's good that that didn't happen, but I kind of wish yeah. that it did. Yeah. Uh, maybe someday. Maybe someday. It'd be a very cool show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, now for their only other appearance, uh, or, oh no, I guess they have appeared in Scooby-Doo and Guess Who? I don't know this one. Maybe anyway. it's the board game Guess Who except Scooby-Doo version. I don't. So I'm just going to move on to the Crisis of Infinite Scoobies. Yeah. In the final issue of Scooby-Doo Team-Up, which I guess was a comic? I don't know. Uh, but Scooby-Doo Team-Up is a... Oh, I think it's a comic series where the Scooby gang teams up with just random other characters. Mm-hmm. There's one where they're teaming up with Batman. There's one where they're teaming up with um Homer Simpson. Uh try the Jetsons cuz the Jetsons are really uh characters that people like and remember. Hanna-Barbera only has so many licenses. <laughs> uh it's a lot of DC stuff. I I do li- the the Scooby Gang has appeared in the DC universe enough that I think they can be considered to be the same universe. Like that. Wow. Like one of the earliest Scooby-Doo movies is Scooby-Doo meets Batman where Scooby-Doo meets Batman and fights the Joker and the penguin in the woods. Cause for some reason, Batman was in the woods and, and also, and also Joker and the penguin were in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Why were they all in the woods? Anyway, in the final issue of Scooby-Doo Team-Up, serving as the final installment of the Crisis of Infinite Scooby's arc, uh, being a, uh, a being a crossover between the various inf- incarnations of Mystery Incorporated, from the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, What's New Scooby-Doo, the Scooby-Doo Film Series, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo Jesus Get a Clue, Scooby-Doo cry. Mystery Incorporated, Be Cool Scooby-Doo, and Scooby-Apocalypse. Scooby-Apocalypse? What is Sco- we are going down a rabbit hole? What is Scooby Apocalypse? Scooby Apocalypse is a comic book series that reimagines the Scooby Doo characters in a post-apocalyptic world. What the fuck? And this is a real canon thing. This is a comic book that happened. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay. Okay. Um, 
The it, okay, in this final issue, the Hex Girls are revealed alongside Flim Flam, Roby, and Red Herring to have been contro- okay. to have been controlling a gigantic Scrappy Doo on the be- oh. on the behest of Vincent Van Gogh. Okay, again, which I'm um, I think that is a joke that is a, in Luigi's Mansion. So thank you. Against the various incarnations of Mystery Incorporated, being upset that the Scooby gang were allowed to have their characters evolve over time, did they? And continuities and gain more adventures and fame, and haven't been cast aside and forgotten. After being questioned as to the absence of the real Scrappy-Doo from the plan, Thorne notes, The mutt was too annoying even for us. Wow, Hanna-Barbera really hates Scrappy-Doo. I don't don't get it. Scrappy-Doo is fine. He was fine. Scooby Doo. He was. He was kind of cute. And it's uh, in in uh, Scooby Doo. Um, uh, ghoul School because he's the one like pushing Scooby Doo to do stuff. Yeah, I never hated him as a kid yeah. until they made the movie where he was big and scary. Yeah, it's weird. I don't. I don't know. Propaganda. Propaganda. Anti Scrappy propaganda. Hex girls. Hex. Anyway, the Hex girls are great. Remember them. <laughs> I love the Hex, Hex Girls. Hex Girls are cool, and they're goth, and they're sexy. The Hex Girls are great, and they, uh, they, the article was right. They made me queer. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, uh, that's that was the that was the Scooby trip that I took you down. Yeah. So we both picked Scooby music themed things for this one we both picked scooby things <laughs> no i mean i did a couple weeks ago oh, okay with yeah scooby I, yeah scooby song i think that was maybe last week no the week before i can't tell it was two weeks ago uh but um, but speaking of not scooby-doo i really was hoping that you would bring another scooby-doo thing for this episode the thing is there's like two other Scooby-Doo things that I want to bring in, but I'm going to try and keep it to one Scooby-Doo thing a year. Oh, one Scooby-Doo thing a year. Okay. I mean, that's, I got to I got to preserve. That's fair. That's fair. The spooky content cuz there's a lot. I'm going to talk about the scariest game I've ever played. Oh, oh, is this going to be the first scary thing that we're doing this month? <laughs> Maybe, but also not really. Um, I'm going to be talking about the scary... Um, okay, no, I'm going to word this in a cool way, because I like when I word it. Uh-huh. I like wording things. Um, I'm going to talk about the horror of personalization in Undertale. Oh. Oh, that's... Oh, that's quite a... It's quite. That's quite a thing name. That's quite a thing name. I just shot it out of my ass. But, um, have okay, first, have you played Undertale? I, I actually haven't. Ah! Ooh, ooh, it's too late. Ooh. It's too late for me to play Undertale. I know too much. You know too much. You should still play it because you need to experience mm. it. Like, I, I'm, it is one of my favorite games in the world. I am begging no, you. No, I'm not going to do it. And also, please, please, nobody ask me to play Undertale. No one ever at me on Twitter asking me to play Undertale. No one recommend me Undertale. I'm good. It's fine. Okay. 
your loss, that's fine. I'm going to get as spoilery, spoilery as a one thing. That's Go um, for it. So, yeah, warning. There are, like, quite a bit of spoilers if you've never played Undertale. Um, if you haven't played Undertale, go play it. Except, unless you're Jupiter, apparently. <laughs> um, so, Undertale is... If, if you don't know what it is, uh, for those of you out there, Undertale is a video game, but there's something unique to it in... I mean, other games have done this, but it, it's its special thing is that you can do a pacifist run and then, like, a, a bad run, um, which means, like, you have the full option for the entire game. You do not have to kill any enemies whatsoever. Um, you can go through the entire game not hurting or killing anyone. Um, but you also have the option to kill absolutely everyone. And the way um, that you experience the game and the characters in the story is entirely different based on uh, whether or not... Uh, the Based on the choice you make for that. Now, I did the pacifist run. I... I did not have... I did not want to um, do, do the other run. Um... I watched I watched it on YouTube and that was enough for me and I I felt bad even watching it. Um, right, because cause they make you feel really bad for killing everybody. I mean, they because, do. You know, because you're going around murdering people. Yeah, and it's 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 a game that at its core is very good at actually making you like suffer the consequences of the choices you make in a game. Are you, are, like, you know, some are you, games are, are like... Are you telling me you want to you want to kill this funny skeleton who makes a pizza... Uh, makes a, <laughs> what's, it, what's the thing that he makes? Spaghetti? He's spaghetti. Yeah, that's the thing yeah. that he makes. You telling me you want to kill this funny yeah. skeleton who makes spaghetti that he falls out of his bones? Um, I am going to say, when I watched the, the bad run, um, like killing papyrus in the video that was what did it for me like i started bawling at that point because papyrus is one of my favorite characters and when he dies like oh oof but i'm not gonna talk about that i'm talking about the scary parts in the pacifist run because um there still are that's still a scary game like it's not a horror game um it is uh rpg essentially um but, like, there are a lot of scary aspects to it. Um, specifically, I'm going to talk about, like, the personalization of it. And what I mean by that is, like, the game changes based on the choices you make and little actions that you do. And, like, nothing goes unnoticed. And so when I first played the game, I knew that, like, you could be a pacifist. But the very, very first fight, I, um, I did not know how to, like end the battle I, I thought like oh my gosh maybe i actually have to kill this um it's like the the goat mom tutorial right, right. is like the first fight you have to have yeah um uh, can i so can like, i be real okay so here's here's my thing right so i did i own undertale and i played like for the first like 15 minutes of it and i mm-hmm. i had the same thing of like oh i you know i i heard that you can go through this game without killing anybody, uh, and I wanted to do that. But then the first encounter makes you really, really feel like you you don't have another choice. Um, yeah. Uh, and so I, like a dumbass, uh, uh, just sort of went for it, uh, f- uh, forever tainting my run. Uh, and I felt, like, bad enough that I, like, stopped playing 
Uh, and then at that point, I like ended up just learning too much because the internet was exploding about Undertale. And then, like, because right, like nowadays, people are very chill uh, about it. But like at the very start of Undertale's fandom, it was a nightmare. Uh, and it was so bad and so just mean that I didn't I didn't want to like go back to play the game. And now it has been so long that I have already learned basically everything about the game and have seen most of the stuff anyway. So I just like ha- don't that's that's why I'm like don't really have the desire to go and play it because I don't I don't feel like I my experience playing it now having known what I know already is like I'm I'm not going to get the same like magical feeling that you get actually like playing it. Um um I mean, yeah, if if that's if that's what if if you feel like you're not going to get anything out of it, then then don't play mm-hmm. it. Um I I knew a lot going into the game too. I was spoiled a lot, but I still I still had a wonderful experience with it. Um despite that, but I I won't say the same what happened for you too. Um, so that's exactly what I did, um, too, when I first played the game, is I, I played the first fight with Toriel, and I thought, like, okay, there's no way, like, I have to kill her, right? So I killed her, and, um, I felt so bad, I turned off the game, and I didn't save, and I restarted the game, um, and as soon as I restarted the game with my save file deleted, um, the flower shows up flowy and says, I know what you did. You killed her and then you tried to erase it. And I was shaken to my fucking core because I was like, I did not think that like, if I deleted the save, like it was just a total reset. Like it wasn't going to count. Like I'd be fine. (laughs) But that happened. And I was like, oh my God, like it still knows what I did. And that, that fucking hooked me. Like, even though I was terrified and, like, I felt bad, I was also in, like, amazement and awe that a game could do that in the first place. It, like, it just it just makes you, like, wonder, like, all the other implications of, like, what a game can memorize um, or, like, do with, like, the information it yeah. has on what you've done with it. Um, so that was, like, what hooked me. And also, like, it terrified the shit out of me. Like, it felt like it was actually being seen. Like, I wasn't being seen as a character in a game. I was being seen as outside an actual person playing the Mm. game. And, like, I've never played a game that does that before. Um, So that was, was like, the first, um, like, oof, ooh, ow, wow, that's so scary and cool. Um, And there's, like, other parts in the game that also um, are are really scary, um... Like, especially, like, I'm, I'm sure you've seen pictures of, like, the final boss fight, which is, like, it's, like, this weird monster plant thing that has, like, JPEGs of eyes on it and stuff. Right, yeah. Yeah. That shit was terrifying. Um, also, one of the most terrifying parts of that battle is that um, the, the first time, and also, like, I think a couple more times after it, uh, the first time you get defeated by that monster, like, you get killed... 
um, I don't remember what he says. He says something mean or scary. And then it literally closes your game. Like, it shuts it off completely. Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't take you to the main menu. Like, I played on my Mac and and it said Undertale unexpectedly quit, and I was like, "No way, <laughs> no way, you can fucking do that! What the oh, fuck?" Oh yeah, oh yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. I played a lot of indie horror games that do that. <laughs> I want I, I wonder I, what it does when you're playing on like console. Yeah, I have the Switch version. I've never played it um on the Switch. I'm I'm probably going to like next year or something. But I yeah, I really want to find out what does happen because I don't think it can close your game. I mean, who like, knows, right? I don't know. That I do specifically love like there's. It feels like there's so much more you can do when a game is on PC instead of console because yeah. you can do stuff like yeah. that. There's a there's a really fun example of um this like first person shooter from the 90s. I don't remember what it's called. But the idea of it was that it was built out of your it was like procedurally generated out of the file structure on your computer. Ooh. And if I remember right, you could delete stuff from your computer by shooting it in the game. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is really yeah. cool. What if you didn't what if you didn't know that though and you accidentally deleted a bunch of shit? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh and I think there are other games that have done similar stuff, but yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's I I love uh I, I think that like the computers are so it's so fun to use the like thing that you are playing on as an element of the game right yeah uh absolutely like uh, there's another game that does this it's a it's an it is one of the like indie horror games um the game is called anatomy uh okay i've never heard it, of it. is a independent horror game about uh <laughs> The the easiest way to describe it is that it's a horror game about how scary empty houses are and Ooh. sort of makes uh, – there's a quote in the game uh, that is uh, when a house is uh, – when the house is empty and hungry, every room becomes a mouth. Uh, mm. It's – I, I don't even know if that's the exact quote, but it's a very spooky ass game, uh, and like it's just about a house. And um, one of the things that it does is that every time that you complete a run of the game, it closes the game completely, and you have to start it up again. Basically, being like you have to be the one continually bothering this house. You have to push past oh, okay. the veil. Like it doesn't, it yeah. doesn't want you here. You have to be the one invading. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah, and it and it does like I, I I love games that like play with that. Like you know you can yeah. you can create a really interesting emotional connection with the game even by the way that you like play. Yeah, like start it even <laughs> like it's yeah. 
Like, I, I do have another couple of examples, like, in Metal Gear Solid 1, like, the one boss battle, it will literally read your memory card, and then he'll say, oh, let me look into into your data. You, you like Castlevania, don't you? Yeah! Like, that shit also amazed me, especially because of how old that game is, and I was like, oh my god, it uh, knows I- me! <laughs> and then, like... Uh, more recently, like, um, I forgot what the game is called. It's like that fake dating simulator that's also a horror. Oh, 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 I was about to say. It's like the writing club. I was about to say club. Orin High School Host Club, and that's not right. <laughs> Doki, <laughs> no. Doki Doki Literature Club. Doki, yeah, Doki Doki Literature Club, and, like, at the end of that game, like, the only way to defeat her is to, like, literally open up the game file in your computer and delete a specific file. Like, it's that so is cool, so cool. Yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, another example of uh, the game uh, Eternal Darkness on GameCube, where it has a meter in the game that is like a sanity meter uh which we could talk about the implications of that but when the sanity meter gets low uh it the game will have different effects to try and scare you and one of the things that it can Mm -hmm. do is uh pretend that the game has crashed (laughs) or that it is deleting your save file oh my god Uh that is so cool. And I think there's even a I think there's even uh in uh Bravely Default, which is a game that I have not played but it's like a JRPG. Yeah. And I think I think one of the final bosses has an attack where they can go into your save file and threaten to delete it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they actually do and like you start over the game. <laughs> That'd be so and- cruel. No, I think I think you do, I think he deletes your save file and then you have to start over the game to get back to where he is. I think that's true Jesus about Christ. Bravely Default. Um, so yeah, I've, games games need to do that more. Games so do good. need to do that more. So yeah, Undertale. It's a fucking amazing game, but I I loved it. I I love I would love it if it wasn't scary at all, but. I love the wholeheartedness and warmness and kindness from it because it also still exists in a space that can be cold and terrifying and mean and scary. And yet you choose to be good and nice and kind in it. And I I just think it makes that warmness so much more nice to achieve um, because it's like real life, you know, like real life isn't all sunshine and rainbows. Even if if there are scary parts, when you choose to still like appreciate the goodness of it, it's it's really nice. Um, but yeah, I yeah. I remember playing that game, playing Undertale, and like like getting to the final boss and like having him crash my computer, and then like I was I was in a relationship at the time, and like we were playing the game together, and like both of us were kind of like at that part at the same time, and I was just like. I don't. I can't keep on playing tonight. I'm too scared, but also I do not want to go to bed alone. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it was like we were both too scared to go to sleep. Like I, when I was little, I used to have. <laughs> oh my god, this just reminded me of when I was little. I had The Sims 2 on my computer. 
Uh-huh. And I was just fucking around with like cheat codes and stuff. And I had these two kids at a at a house in The Sims. And I took away all of their furniture and I just fast forward time as fast as possible. And obviously they just died immediately because they didn't have food or right. bathroom or anything. Um, but my game glitched because I deleted the Grim Reaper as soon as she showed up. <laughs> so um, the after I deleted the Grim Reaper, there were just these two dead kids lying in no. my game. And the fast forward button was stuck. The fast forward button no. was stuck and I couldn't stop the game. So I was just like, I don't know, nine years old and my computer screen just had these two kids dead with like, you know, time changing rapidly. Oh. And I had to, tr I had to like unplug my computer for it to oh stop. My God. And for so, <laughs> for so many years after that, like I, when I was scared at night, I would like avoid looking at my computer because I was like thinking of those two <laughs> dead kids and how I killed them. Oh and like, God. and I was just, I was like, oh my gosh, they're like, they're watching me or they know about me or somehow. And like, I hadn't felt that fear in so long until I played Undertale. And I was like, oh, I remember this. <laughs> there is something so special about stories about haunted technology uh, especially if like you like, especially if it's like a game or something, and you don't know it's a story about Honda technology, but then it turns your yeah. life into a story about Honda technology. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I love that that can happen on accident by glitches and being a tiny scared child. Um, I am gonna say real quick that also, do you know about um the spooky pasta? What's it called? Scary pasta. Uh, the, the scary stories. Creepy pasta. We got there. You do you know about the creepy pasta Ben? Uh, probably. Um, who's like Majora's yeah, Mask? Yeah, yeah, Ben from Majora's Mask. That because yeah, because somebody saw the Link statue and was like, "That's creepy. Let me make a spooky story." Yeah. Um, let me tell you my experience mm -hmm. with that. I did not play Majora's Mask. I only saw Ben. And I thought somebody, like, recreated that model of Ben or uh -huh. something. I didn't know it was actually in the game. <laughs> so, like, I watched all those videos. I was scared shitless. Years later, I play Majora's Mask. I get to the part where you, like, get Ben, the, that statue. And I was like, what? What the fuck? Ben is real? I was so fucking scared. Ben is fucking real. L is real. Ben is real. Ben is real. Ben is real. L is real. Everything's real. It's all real. Suchinoko, Suchinoko real. real. It's all real. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Cursed Aspects. This has truly been the most cursed. <laughs> has episode. it? Y yeah. We've talked about a lot of s really scary cursed things. Yeah, I guess so. Ben? Ben? He's hey, ben? scary. No, don't talk to him. Hey, Ben, don't, where are you at? Don't act like he's here. Stop. Ben, hit me up. Hit My me screen up, is black right now, <laughs> and I'm afraid he's just going to pop up. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for listening. Um, if you know any about, like, any other games that um, kind of have that sort of meta feel to it or take advantage of the medium that it's on, fucking let us know um, either on Twitter at EnchantingPod or mm -hmm. email us at EnchantingAspectsPod at gmail.com. Or you can just tell us that you like the show or maybe tell your friends you like the show. 
and maybe 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 rate us on itunes um yeah maybe rate us on itunes have you thought about rating us on itunes have you, you we should. know we know you listen rate us please <laughs> We still, only got, we still only have two ratings, and one of them is me. And one of them is Amy. So I know I know some of you listen. Um, if if you wouldn't mind, we'd really appreciate the rating. Um, yeah, five star reviews. Get out. There. Get out there. We'll read it if you put it on. Um, put it on the stove. It's it until it's ready. Ding ding. I it's think podcast. next week is gonna be our final uh, spooky one and then we're gonna go back yeah. to normal yeah. and then we'll go back to normal i gotta think of a good finale spooky oh, i have known what my finale is all month i've been waiting what if my finale is spooky the ghost from pac-man lore i would love that i think that'd be very fun i don't th- uh unlikely very but we'll see it's, it okay. is very cute and fun i i've been cute and fun this whole month You've you know been what? cute and fun your whole life, you oh, asshole. Thank you. Well, well, for the finale of Cursed Aspects, I'm going to be cute, fun, and scary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See you next time. Treat yourself. Trick yourself. Treat yourself. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>